Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Today's free zone transformation story is just an all-time favorite entrepreneur that I personally coached going back to the mid-90s. I just love how this man's mind works. If I think of the six or 7,000 entrepreneurs that I personally coached since we started the coach program, for me, it's I'm pushing 50 years now since I started coaching entrepreneurs. Every once in a while, I come across an entrepreneur who I would say is just totally motivated by ideas. And what I mean is they have measurements that are reflected in financial achievement and they have impact goals, but those are all, as long as the idea is interesting, the stories that Garnett tells about his growth as an entrepreneur since he was five years old, he's kind of always known what he wanted. The only question was the idea that he was using to become successful, become a high achiever. Was it interesting enough that he wouldn't get bored with it? Also, as he was growing, could he keep it simple or was he going to get bogged down? It's a wonderful story to watch Garnett describe his life. And Garnett is from Saskatchewan, so he lives in the part of Canada where if your dog runs away, you can watch it happen for two days. It just goes on and on and on. I mean, you can see him change his mind and turn around for two days because it's just really, really flat and it's got a big sky. But he is, in my experience, certainly in his specialty, which for the entire time that I've known him, he's been in financial services, primarily life insurance, and then using life insurance in a way that I've never seen other really fantastic life insurance agents use it. He's just got a totally different take. And I don't think it's just about insurance. I just think he has a totally different take on his life it's an adventure. It's an experimental adventure. There's a lot of experimentation, but there comes a point where it's taking too long. It's creating too much clutter in his life. And then he suddenly simplifies it and goes back to zero and starts all over again with a new idea. So my name is Garnet Morris. I've been in the life insurance business for 37 or eight years and been in strategic coach most of the time since I was 40, which is, I'm now 67. And so I've just finished a succession plan where I moved into a brand new business on corporate finance side, and I'm looking forward to going through multiple times again to replicate what has happened in the past. And we'll tell you how naive I was. So I had a hotel business and I had a parking lot. And I rented a bunch of parking spaces to London Life agents. So I didn't know anything about insurance other than when I'd been a banker, I sold you know mortgage insurance and loan insurance. So I never did, but they all had nice cars. So when my business wasn't going very well, I went over to London Life and applied to sell insurance, which is something in retrospect, no one ever does. They got to be recruited. But anyway, I they hired me, ironically, and... You know, I struggled for a while and then I figured out a little a niche market and I penetrated it and was 
very successful and I sold it and I did it again and did it again. And so I just found that I had an affinity for, for sales or more creating ideas to make the sales part easier, I guess would be the, the better way of putting it. In very, very clear terms, I knew I wanted to be rich from the time I was five or six. And so I didn't come from an A family. But I guess a lot of us think we don't either. But I used to daydream. I was sick a lot. So I used to dream about being rich. And I even knew how much rich was. And I knew if I had $100,000, I'd be rich. And I would have a swimming pool. And I haven't got the swimming pool yet. But it has been something that I knew from youth. And so I just took naturally to mindsets. Like it just everything, the logic of all that just made sense. So I have a in my own mind, a really clear definition yet of how to go forward. I didn't think it was a vision. I just thought, well, you know, I'm going to be rich. I want to have $100,000 and then I'll have a swimming pool. I even had, you know, even dreamt about well, being able to swim in the swimming pool. And die. like I have very visual life. Yeah. By the time I was 28 or 29, I think I had 10 or 11 small hotels. I had no money, so I got nothing from anybody. I just did this myself. And I found out I was way better at buying them than running them. So I could figure out how to buy any of them, but I couldn't run them worth jack shit. So I went bankrupt. So that was one. So I got rid of all of them but one, and my dad ran that one, and he eventually sold it. And da, da, da. The next time was I figured out how to package up bunches of policies and deliver them in settings where people didn't have good banking. So I worked with Aboriginal schools across Canada. So I built a really cool business and then I gave it to them. So that was the next crisis because I went back to, you know, from four or 500,000 a year to zero. But it was a major cleanup would be the best way to describe it. It was killing me. The idea I had was amazing, but the operating it and having agents and all that stuff was just killing me. So that was the next one. And then the next one was when I went through a divorce. So I basically stopped one company and started a brand new one because my ex was not really anxious to settle financially. So I made another business and I brought in two young ladies as my partners. I mean, they're still my partners, they're friends. And we went from zero to uh, about 130 million in sales over five years. So again, when you go to zero, you've cleaned everything up, everything's gone, you're starting fresh, you get to figure out the things that you did wrong the last time, and you, you know, you rock it off. And so now I'm going through the next transition. So I transferred all of the life insurance part of our company to Susan, who was the CEO. So she's now operating that. I froze my value, so I don't have voting shares, and I started a brand new finance division. And it's scary and it's amazing and it's a lot of fun and we're going to just shoot the lights out because we've been figuring out one thing after another after another because we don't have anything holding us back. I don't have any uh, heritage issues. So if you're not disrupting yourself, I think you actually are probably kidding yourself about your progress. The first round I had to figure out on my own, but I didn't have any choice because I couldn't pay my bills. So it's pretty straightforward. And I started insurance and, you know, that didn't go so hot either at the start, but then it started to go better and better. So I think you have to look for the opportunity. So I guess the best thing 
just say, take a look at where you're at and decide if you're treading water or if you're drowning. If you're drowning, shut it down, bankrupt it, get rid of it. And if you're treading water, get the hell out of the lake, right? Like deal with it. It's so hard on our ego to admit that we failed. But conversely, if you admit, you say, boy, I learned a lot doing that, the next time through, you don't make anywhere near the same number of mistakes. You you don't understand life until you've seen death. Like you have to understand that failure is part of the process. And if you haven't failed at something a few times, you're not trying hard enough. You're not pushing hard enough. You're not exploring the boundaries. So the reason I joined is because other London Life agents were joining and they said it was really good and I like new things. So I went and I got tremendous value out of it within the first year in a way that I don't think Dan anticipated people would gain value. So we used to do, you know, the visualization back then for growth and stuff. And I did all that. But the biggest thing I worked on was cleanups. And so he made you write down all the things that were wrong in your life. And then a little action plan for each one to get rid of them. Right. So I was 320 or 30 pounds. I was a big, big guy. And so my weight was a cleanup. So I put down, I wanted to get down to 240 because I thought at 240, I'd be self. No, it turns out it's about 190 where I am now. But we worked and I did every quarter. I'd, you know, write down how much weight I'd lost. And when you did that, you had to do an action plan for each thing. So that's where I learned the first lesson of strategic coach. You have to be coachable. Number one. And I think Dan said, you have coaches all the way through school. You have teachers. You have coaches at university. You have coaches at football. You have to be coachable. And so you have to have coaches everywhere. And you're not born with the fine right to be an entrepreneur. You still need coaches. I have 10x three times since I joined coach. It would be 10x by whatever metrics you wanted to use to measure it. It could be by income, it could be by net worth, it could be by thing. And it's so that's 10 times, 10 times, 10 times. I was making 70,000 a year when I joined coach. So 10x would be getting to 700. And I think I was there inside of about three years in coach. The next 10x would be 7 million, you know, and so the next 10x would be 70 million. Well, I mean, if you figure, you know, taking the tax stuff out, we've been way beyond that for a long time, but not 700 million. But then if I went down the net worth path, I can tell you I went from almost nothing to, you know, 400. But I don't intend on going 10x over eight or nine years. It's like a four-year plan. So I think that the shorter your runway to 10x, the more innovation will come to your mind to allow you to achieve it. Come on, shorten the runway. Because the shorter you make it, the more your brain has to fire to make it work. I guess the best way to describe free zone is it's a different level of folks, right? So different people go and they don't sit around complaining about 
how it's so hard to 10x because everybody in there already gets it, right? It's like taking a bunch of puzzle pieces every meeting and dumping them in the middle of the room. And then through the different sessions and stuff, you get to figure out if there's a way to put the puzzle together. And so I'll just give you an example. So we just did a, it's never been done before except once, and that was by me. We've just gone into the bond markets to finance insurance products. So that is a collaboration of a whole bunch of different entities. There's two chartered banks. There is a actuarial firm, two insurance companies. Like it is a kaleidoscope of people that we had to get their own little pieces to allow us to be able to go and do that. So that's one example. The other thing we could do is we figured out a way to solve pension deficits. So that is another collaboration. So we're just building the collaborator. So now you have a picture of who you need there and who you need there. And they're not people you would hire. They are people that, you know, you need someone that has a strong understanding of pension actuarials, but you don't want them in an enterprise that big bureaucracy. So so you've got to start to build all your pieces. And then you look at targeted went from kind of a one-man show to Susan's built a collaboration of basically retired CPAs and young people underneath them and mentors. And it's a real kaleidoscope. And then when we separated, it allows for another collaboration. So we can take all my finance skills and marry them to some of their insurance ideas. So it gets you thinking that that's basically the way the world works. And that as entrepreneurs, we need to get over the fact that we are not all seeing, all knowing, all doing. What Dan does so well is make it easy to understand a business concept. So, for example, you read Jim Collins' book, you know, Good to Great, and it talks about big, hairy, audacious goals. So, yeah, call it 10 times, except it talks there at big corporate. And Dan's taken that stuff and he actually made it so an entrepreneur could understand and execute. And he put it in terms that people can get. And so if you have someone who is good at framing things and reminding you of things, then why wouldn't you just keep going? Like not every session has brand new things because some of the things I've heard before, but Dan's been thinking about them for 20 years. And so he has a different perspective. So now he's got the perspective from here and not here. So, I mean, I'll give you a one little mindset thing that I think people don't necessarily think about as being mindset. So when Dan does the age extender, so I did that way, 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 way back. It's going to be 146. So now I'm in my late 60s. It has more meaning. So now to go from where I am to 146 is a huge mindset change. So I have to start to visualize what that 146-year-old looks like intellectually. So what I did, because it's important, I went and bought a medical clinic and I turned it into a functional medicine. So now I have access to the top doctors all over the world and I control it because it's part of how you go to solve a problem. It's a collaboration. So I don't want to be talking to this doc or that doc because it's pop culture. I wanted to have my own doctor in my own clinic with all my own testing stuff who is just as passionate as me, and he'll help screen for doctors all over the world. And it's going to be successful too. So that's mindset. That's how I learned from Dan. So I want to live to be 146. I need coaches. I need collaborators. I'm going to need lots of stuff. I better go get them because it's like the clock's ticking. 
I think an entrepreneur, if they're not in Dan's program, are missing something that's really, really fundamental to being successful. I just can't see a different way of working through it. And I tried lots. If you've ever heard that entrepreneurs are really different kind of human beings, Garnet, he's one of the kindest, most generous, most cooperative people you'll ever meet, but you can't let him get bored or he's just going to check it all in and start all over again. Mm-hmm.